0: Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast, where this year we are sharing 52 financial tips to transform your finances. So if you want to be better at managing your money, you want to pay off debt, you want to buy your first home, or you want to learn about investing and where to invest, how to begin, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Peter Komalase, and I'm so thrilled to have you here. So without further delay, let's get into this week's tips. Hey guys, it's Pete. So a couple of weeks ago, you guys asked me to do a video on the coronavirus and whether it is a good time to invest in the markets right now. And whilst things were volatile back then, I didn't quite think that we were going to be in the position where we are right now. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I've spoken quite extensively this this last week over the opportunity that we have in front of us right now from a stock market. Point of view. So, in opposed to just continuing with the schedule that we had for the 52 week program, I wanted to push some things back and move forward our investment topics. And we're going to spend four weeks getting under the skin of what it means to invest and give you the information, the foundation that you need to really position yourself to take advantage of the opportunity that we're faced with right now. Now, so this is week 1 in our 4-week journey and this week's tip is to understand how investments work and I want to cover some very specific points with you today. First and foremost, what we mean when we talk about investing. When we say investing, what does it mean? Number 2, what are the risks involved? And obviously the rewards. The rewards are pretty clear, but also the investor's mentality. Where does your mind need to be? What frame of mind do you need to have when you're investing in the markets? And I'm going to leave you with three tips which are absolutely crucial for the time that we're in right now to ensure that you position yourself adequately and in the right way to take advantage of the opportunity we're facing. So without further ado, let's go. So before we get into this, let's just have a look at the backdrop in which we find ourselves. Now for this video and the subsequent videos, I'm gonna be talking about the FTSE 100, which is the UK stock market and the American stock market exclusively. Why? Because the UK market is, well, our domestic market, the FTSE 100, and the American stock market is the biggest stock market in the world. Typically, whatever happens with the American market is reflected in our market here domestically. So I'm gonna refer to both of those. But to begin with, I just want to throw out some numbers just so that I can drive home how much of an opportunity this really is for each and every single one of us. So the FTSE 100 is essentially our domestic stock market. It is a collection of the top 100 trading companies here in the UK. So in the FTSE 100 are companies that you know, BP, BT, Barclays, Barrett's Developments, AstraZeneca, which is a pharmaceutical company, Admiral Group, and you're also having there people like Coca-Cola. Those are just seven out of the 100. But they are companies that you know that you would have used their services, probably purchased their products, businesses that have been around for a very long time. Now, the FTSE 100 over this past week has had its worst week since 1987. £250 billion has been wiped off the FTSE in the last week. That's 250. billion billion pounds can someone give me a like for that because that is a huge amount of money and the american stock market isn't too dissimilar the American stock market last week, the New York Stock Exchange, had to suspend trading for 15 minutes. They have something called the stock market breakers out there, where if the market falls by 7% during the day, it freezes, prevents trading so that everyone can cool off and start again. They actually have three. They have 7 13 and 20%, and it happened last week. So we are in a situation where the markets are in turmoil off the back of what's going on with the coronavirus. Now, just to put this into context, over the last month, so on February the 14th, the FTSE 100, which is the UK stock market, was trading at a high of 7,409. As of Friday, this past Friday, it was down at 5,366. That's almost 2,000 points off in a month. That is unprecedented. The last time we saw something like this was probably back in 2007 and 2008. The American market is very, very similar. A month ago, it was trading in the region of about 29,000 points. At the moment, it is down to 22,184. So that's over 7,000 points off the American stock market. Now, like I said, we have been here before, and this presents a huge opportunity for every single one of us to be invested in the market right now to see if we can actually gain some investment returns over the long term. So now that we know what those numbers look like and how much of a drastic drop the markets have, have, have taken. We need to acknowledge why, and it is purely because of, well, not purely because, but one of the big factors is the coronavirus. Oil had a part to play in it this week with Saudi Arabia and Russia having a bit of a feud. But one of the big factors behind it is the coronavirus. I mean, you only need to have a look at Italy to understand how much of a problem this is. Since, you know, the coronavirus was first reported on November 17th last year, nobody would have imagined at that stage that it would be a global pandemic with Europe being the epicenter of the outbreak. And countries are taking their own approaches to basically protect the populace and stem the spread of the virus. In Italy, they're a complete lockdown. And that decision isn't taken lightly. Why? Because effectively what you're doing as a government by quarantining the entire country is you are decimating your own economy because businesses can't operate, people can't go to work, people don't spend money, the economy collapses as a result. But it is an essential step that they've decided to make in order to protect their populace and to stem the spread of the virus out within their borders and also outside of their borders. Now, clearly, if you're following the news, we have our own approach here in the UK. And only Friday, this past Friday, the Americans have declared a state of emergency. Now, I mentioned before that anything that affects the US markets will typically affect us here. We don't yet know what the impact of this state of emergency will be on the American markets On Monday, we will find out. And if the markets in America take a tumble, we will probably see that reflected here in the UK, meaning that the FTSE 100 will fall even further than where it was last Friday at 5366. At this point in time, it is a very uncertain environment that we're living in from a stock market point of view. And at this point in time, there is no end in sight because we don't know how bad the coronavirus is is likely to get. For many people, there is a speculation of if we have to follow suit and close down schools and people have to work from home, then clearly the productivity of the FTSE 100 or the companies within the FTSE 100 will fall, and therefore we'll see our markets domestically fall even further. And this is why... This is such a huge opportunity. They say riches are created in recessions and I wholeheartedly believe that, that statement because you only need to look back to the last recession back in 2007 and 2008 to look at it and realize that the market's halved by 51%. And if you had invested at the low end of that market and been invested all the way up until February the 14th last month, you would have had over a 100% return on your investment. It is times like these when riches and wealth are created. And it's really important that we get ourselves positioned adequately to take advantage of this opportunity. So now that those numbers are out of the way, I think it's really important that we address what it actually means to invest. If you're on social media, it is easy to confuse investing with trading. And those two things are two different animals. They are not the same thing. If you look at trading, and I'm gonna use foreign exchange as an example here, essentially what you're doing is you are placing a bet on an outcome. So if you're trading currency pairs, you could be trading the pound versus the dollar. You are making a bet that the dollar or the pound will finish higher on a particular day than the dollar in terms of the currency exchange rate. And if you get your decision right, you make money. If you get decision wrong, you lose money. That's how trading works. But with investments, however, what you're doing is you are giving money in exchange for shares within a business in the FTSE 100. So it could be Coca-Cola, for example. And what that means is that you own shares, you become an owner of Coca-Cola. And in exchange for your ownership, when Coca-Cola makes profit, you get to share in the profits. Now, it's also very important to understand that when we talk about investing in stocks, so stocks and shares, those two words mean exactly the same thing. So often the phrase is stocks and shares. They're exactly the same. So when you purchase a stock or a share in Coca-Cola, one thing that is really important to understand from an investor's point of view is that Coca-Cola's share price, so the amount in which you purchase the shares at, so for example, a share in Coca-Cola, I'm just going to make an arbitrary number up, could be £500 per share. That share price is dictated by how many bottles of Coke they sell and what profit they make. Now, you don't necessarily have any control over that as an investor, but how well the business does dictates how well or how high or low the share price increases to. So, for example, if they make profit every single year and they're paying their investors, you and I, a dividend, then the, the stock becomes more desirable. And therefore, with more people wanting to buy it, the price creeps up in value. And that's where you get your some of your returns from. But the opposite is also true. If they don't make profits and they're not paying investors like you and I a dividend, we might decide and say, well, we're not getting the dividends or the return that we thought that we would get. And therefore, we might sell the stock. The stock becomes less attractive. And if more people sell the stock because there is so much to p- supply and less demand, the share price reduces in, vol- in, in in price. So that's an important thing to understand about how share prices work within the stock market itself. But essentially, investing is exchanging money for shares in a business. And in return for that, you get a dividend. You are an owner in the business. That's investing. Whenever you invest in anything, regardless of what you hear on social media, and this winds me up a little bit about Instagram and social media in general, and the fact that sometimes it's made to seem as though there are always safe bets to investing and there are no risks. You cannot control what happens to the share price on any given day. The share price could go up, the share price could go down. And there are a number of factors that impact the share price of a company over and above the fact of whether or not they sell a load of products or a load of services. You have economic pressures, you have regulatory pressures, you have um, economic pressures from a global and domestic point of view. And then internally within the business or the sector that they work in, there may be some legislation pressures as well. These are all things that as human beings, you and I, we have no control over. And it's important that we acknowledge that even though we are invested in those businesses and we may like what they, what they do, there'll be things that will happen externally that could impact the price of the company, the share price of the company that might at some point put us in a loss rather than a gain. And that's a big risk that we have to be comfortable with. And the same could apply when we talk about actually controlling the markets or managing the risk that you have when you actually invest within, say, the FTSE 100. You can't control what is going to happen at any given time in the market. You might invest in the market right now at 5366, and immediately see the value of the FTSE 100 go down to 4,200. You have no control over that. That is just part and parcel of what happens when you're an investor. And therefore, it's something that you have to be prepared for. There is no such thing as a safe stock. And on social media, you will see the safe stock posts all the time. Yes, there are companies that you can purchase. There are companies out there that are strong from a financial point of view. Apple is a good one. They have lots of money in the bank where, if anything were to happen, they've got enough cash reserves to bail them out. However, that doesn't mean that something from a legislatory point of view might come along or a regulatory point of view might come along or an economic factor like coronavirus, you know, something like this might happen that means that Apple disappears off the face of the planet. It is highly unlikely that it happens But believe me, back in 2007 and 2008, companies like Lehman Brothers disappeared overnight. And yes, they were involved in the subprime mortgage market, and that led to their demise. But on paper, the company was worth billions, but they still disappeared overnight. So you have to understand that there are risks involved with this. And the key here is to get yourself into a position where you can take a calculated risk for the reward that you hope for. It's really important, and if you follow me on social media, you will hear me say this a number of times, and the story, the script is always the same. If you're going to be looking to invest in the market, it's really important you take a long-term view, because at the end of the day, markets will always go up and down. Markets are cyclical. They run on a cycle. Typically, what we see is the markets grow for a period of time, and almost every 10 years, the markets will correct fall in value and then they'll go back on a growth spurt this particular market correction that we're experiencing right now is overdue by about two or three years i don't think anybody in my industry thought that it would happen because of the coronavirus but markets are cyclical you should expect that the markets will go up and down and recessions do happen market drops do happen. The question is, do you have the mentality of an investor in knowing or understanding that you need to be in it for the long term rather than the short term? If you're looking at this as a short, get rich quick scheme, this is not for you. Wealth is created over time. Your favourite celebrity that you follow, they were not a success overnight they put out work, time into their success. The same thing applies here when we talk about wealth generation in the stock market. It takes time and yes, it will be a bumpy ride. Markets will go up and down. The reality is that whilst the markets as of right now are 5,366 and the previous high was 7,409, we have no guarantee that the markets will return to that level. No past performance is an indication to how things will work in the future. However, if what happened in the past were to replicate, then you could argue that we have a great amount of room for growth if the markets were to get back to their former peak at 7,400 and beyond. How long it will take the market to do it? We don't know. It might take a year. It might take two. It might take three. Let's put it this way. For the FTSE to get to 7409 from the last sort of low back in 2007 and 2008, it's taken 12 to 13 years. But those guys who have been invested and have persevered with the market have made over 100% return on their investment. So, yes, this is a great opportunity, but do you have the mindset? The mindset is extremely important in terms of taking a long-term view and participating with that view that this is something that you intend to benefit from in years to come and not in two or three months time and this leads me to the tips that i want to leave you with for this week we are Certainly in an environment of uncertainty right now. We don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus. We don't know whether we're going to get to the stage where, like Italy, we might have to start working from home. We might have social distancing implemented. We don't know any of these things. We are far off the peak. We're probably, according to the chief medical officer, three, maybe 14 weeks off the peak of this epidemic right now. So we don't know where we are. And these following tips are really important. First and foremost, with the uncertainty that's out there, and this will sound no surprise to any of you who are part of the community, it's really important now that you have a look at your outgoings and reducing your outgoings and making sure that you can free up as much money as you possibly can into your disposable pot to use and invest in the markets, One of the questions that I get is, well, Pete, I haven't got a lump sum of money to invest. You do not need a lump sum. You can start investing with people like Moneybox and you can start with £10, £20. It's really important that if you free up as much money as you possibly can, reduce and constrict your outgoings, have some money left over that you can invest for the future, but do not overextend yourself. Only invest what you can afford and only invest what you can afford to have in a vehicle that is going to give you growth over the long term. If you're going to need this money out in the next two to three months, then you absolutely should not be looking at this. This is a long-term game. But please, tip number one, really have a look at your outgoings. Go back to the exercise in week two and week three, review it, and try and free up cash to allocate to this. This is where wealth is created. Tip number two, and I covered this two weeks ago, emergency fund, emergency fund, emergency fund. And this does tie into what I've just mentioned there. Ideally, what you want is you want six months worth of expenses as a backup. However, if you don't have that and you are paying or saving and investing on a monthly basis into the markets, do not overextend yourself. Typically, six months worth of an emergency fund will mean that you have the peace of mind Knowing that you can allocate this money to this investment, knowing that if you lose your job or something were to happen, that you haven't got to pull this money out. Your emergency fund is absolutely key. And tip number three, which I'm going to leave you with, is if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure that you smash the like button, subscribe and absolutely tick that notification bell so you know when these kind of things are coming out. We've got three weeks of investment-type stuff, something very, very similar. We're going to get into the bowels of this in the next three weeks so you know when the videos come out. If you are listening to this on the podcast, Please do give us a good rating and follow us. So again, you know when the episodes are uploaded. Guys, I'm excited to get into the meat and bones of it next week. I've got a guest who's an investment manager and a financial planner. So you're going to get a load of value. Till then, catch you later on. If you have any questions and you're in the community, you know where I am leave a message in the comments if you have any questions or any comments on youtube make sure that you leave something in the comments below until next week i will catch you later bye another great episode down but our journey together doesn't have to end here be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're listening on right now and please don't forget to give us a good rating that would mean the world to me if you feel connected to the podcast and you found value in the episode that you've listened to today, join our free community where you will find free resources and more in depth content on all things finance and money. And you will also find a community where you'll be supported by people who are on a similar journey to you. Links to our free community can be found on our website, conversationofmoney.com, or on our Instagram, at conversationofmoney thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Again, it means the world to me. I'm your host, Peter. Until next week, take care.